You just heard the beginning of a piece called Scenes Through Window by composer Lou Pei from our new release for January on Sadie Records, Jin Yin. I'm Jim Ginsberg, founder and president of Sadie Records and producer of the album Jin Yin. Every time we have a new release, we have a new classical Chicago podcast, and I'm delighted that my guest on this podcast is violinist Yuan Ching Yu of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and, more importantly for this podcast, of the Civitas Ensemble, which you just heard performing on that track. They have a new release called Jin Yin, and it's all music by Chinese and Chinese-American composers being released at the end of January in conjunction with the Chinese New Year. So before we get to the album itself, Yuan Ching, can you tell us a little bit about your group, the Civitas Ensemble, its members, and how the group and its mission has evolved over the years. Yes, of course. Thank you, Jim. Civitas Ensemble started in 2011, founded by friends who loved making music together. Cellist Kenneth Olson, who is assistant principal cello at the Chicago Symphony. J. Laurie Bloom, who is a clarinetist at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And also Winston Choi, pianist, who's the head of Roosevelt CCPA Conservatory. And of course, myself. Our goals are, of course, performing classical repertoire as well as new music composed by composers all over Chicago and in the U.S. and also commissioning new work. Part of our other goal is to bring music to people in need. Therefore, we play a lot of concerts in hospitals and senior residence homes. Currently, we are launching a concert series for memory loss patients and their family members. Lovely. And I should note, Wan Ching, that you are actually assistant concertmaster of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And this particular project is called Jin Yin, which translates as Golden Tone. Can you talk about what inspired this project as well as the name? The name, I can speak from childhood memory. Actually, Jin Yin, Golden Sound or Golden Tone, is a brand which produced violin strings and violins instruments in general, string instruments when I was growing up. So I remember using strings and rosins made by that brand. So the project itself, as I mentioned earlier, we love new music. And these five composers featured on the CD are all people that I've worked with, musicians that I respect greatly. So when I was thinking of a title to represent their compositions, I thought it's very appropriate to choose this name because of the history in the musical experiences when I was growing up, as well as what it represents. Each of the five composers, they have their distinct compositional styles, and their pieces are very interesting, very different, and come from their own experiences. So I thought the name was fun, and it triggers definitely something sweet for me. Excellent, and we'll get into the individual composers in just a moment. I note that Civitas also has an interest in cross-cultural projects. The previous album we recorded, Ala Zingarese, was the cross between classical music and Roma music, or gypsy music, with the Gypsy Way Ensemble, headed by your friend, violinist Pavel Sporchel. 
Can you talk a little bit about how this project fits in? I think this project fits in with our idea of collaborations on many different levels. One, working with contemporary living composers, where the compositions either are composed for us or arranged for us. And we have a reference point where sometimes we're not sure if the adaptation from, let's say, flute to violin a glissando would be done differently. So I would go back to the composer and ask what she had in mind, how I would do it differently from a flute or what she heard sound to be. And also culturally, I think it's extremely interesting where these composers also are of different ages and different experiences. When they came to the States and they bring a lot to their own style of composition and their outlook in the cross-cultural references in terms of Chinese and Western history and musical history. Before we play a musical excerpt from the first piece on the album, which is Cho Long's Five Elements, can you talk a little bit about the use of pipa, or traditional Chinese instruments, as well as other instruments, in addition to the Chorus of Itas group, violin, cello, clarinet, and piano in these pieces, and particularly how Cho Long came to make this arrangement of five elements for Civitas and how it differs from the original. The five elements was originally composed for Chinese folk ensemble. So the sound is very different from what you would hear on this album. And the arrangement was made because of another concert that took place maybe three, four years ago as a memorial concert for a well-respected figure, Chinese woman, Barbara Tiao, who lived in Chicago and was very much involved in the musical scenes and supported especially Chinese culture and Chinese music. So the piece was in memory of her since Civitas had a really close relationship, and myself, especially on a personal level, with Barbara, it was very appropriate for us to perform that piece and have five elements adapted for our group, plus pipa and percussion. And the pipa, as an instrument, is a very traditional, very beautiful, and often in ancient Chinese paintings, you would see a woman with a pipa that represented the highest form of art. And also the pipa instrument itself is represented so often in ancient Chinese poetries. It really adds this feel. And I think working with Chinese folk musicians is always very interesting because their approach to music from our sense of classical training is different. Even though nowadays, these Chinese folk instrumentalists are very versatile. They do both classical repertoire and folk repertoire. In the past, when I was growing up, I would hear folk musicians. They often improvised and almost like Western jazz musicians. They played a lot without sheet music. They remember the tunes and they improvise on that. So of course, with this piece, it's slightly differently played because the notations are well noted. I should note that the additional members to your ensemble in this piece are two of your Chicago Symphony colleagues, principal percussion Cynthia Yeh and flutist Emma Gerstein, heard at least as often on piccolo in, in this piece. And then the pipa artist is Yihan Chen. Can you say a word about her artistry? 
She is not from Chicago, and working with her for us was first time. I reached out to Zhou Long and Chen Yi. Both are represented on the CD, and they're a power couple of Chinese composers, and they know everybody basically in the musical scene, especially folk Chinese instrumentalists. So. Yihan came highly recommended by the two of them, so I was really glad that she could make it and be part of this project. As the title would suggest, the piece is divided into five sections, five different elements, which are metal, wood, water, fire, and earth. We're going to hear the movement titled "Wood," about which the composer writes. The second movement is wood; it symbolizes spring and generates a strong and healthy cycle by water. Percussive rhythm on wooden percussion instruments and pizzicato on strings runs throughout this movement as the creative energy of spring fever. It's associated with vigor and youth, growth and development. Before we hear the movement, is there anything you'd want to add? I think that's a fun movement. Well, let's hear it then. This is Wood from Cho Long's Five Elements, as performed by Civitas Ensemble on its new album Jin Yin with guest artists. Yihan Chen Pipa, Cynthia Ye Percussion, and Emma Gerstein Flute and Piccolo.
You just heard wood, one of the five elements portrayed in Chinese-American composer Cho Long's piece of that name, Five Elements, with the Civitas Ensemble from its new album, Jin Yin, uh, with guest artists Yihan Chen on the traditional Chinese instrument pipa, with Cynthia Ye percussion and Emma Gerstein flute and piccolo in that piece. Before we move on to the next piece on the album, is there anything more you'd want to say about Five Elements as a larger piece? I should note we just heard one of the shorter moments. I think Five Elements is something that's very important in the Chinese culture, our belief. This is basically the force of nature. That's something we believe that keeps the universe going. And I think the piece represents that very well in terms of each distinct five movements. Each one paints a clear picture for us, what it is like, what we understand as part of our heritage. It's interesting to me that that particular movement, which is based on wood, is actually quite boisterous. Yeah. Is there a special significance to wood in the Chinese? Would mythology be quite right? Or? I think the sound of the movement is the wood block is very prominent. And I think when you hear that sound, I associate that sound with a lot of the monk temples where they pray and it's a very spiritual thing so at the same time it's a very boisterous like you said a very high energy piece but in some ways also brings that spiritual element for me and again the different elements in the piece are metal wood water fire and earth in that order the other very boisterous movement not surprisingly is fire <laughs> reminds me of like chinese parades with dragons yes <laughs> But we should move on to the next piece, which is quite a contrast. This is by Chen Yi, uh, the other half of that power couple you mentioned, and it's called Night Thoughts, and it's another piece that was arranged differently from the original for your ensemble, or at least for, in this case, a subset of your ensemble, because it was originally for flute, cello, and piano, and it's now become essentially a piano trio in this arrangement. So how did that come about, and how does the change from flute to violin alter the feel of the piece? Chen Yi is someone that I really respect, and I played quite a few of her pieces in the past, one of which is a solo violin piece with orchestra, and I played that with the Chicago Symphony in Grand Park as part of the International Festival many years ago. And I always find that Chen Yi's style of composition is so versatile. She could compose something that sounds really folk and from the Western borders, or she could write something that's so traditional, that's pentatonic, or very modern and impressionism. So I really love her compositions. So I reached out to her, and I also think it's quite fun to include a couple on the CD. And I, of course, I respect them both tremendously. So I reached out to Chen Yi to ask if she has a piece that would be perfect for us especially to be included with her husband Zhou Long's piece. So it was her suggestion, and she said, I will make the changes to adapt to your group, and it would be a piano trio. And the piece is based on a poem. So I did reach out to her because what I listened to was a performance recording of the flute version, and I reached out to her to ask her specific changes in terms of glissandos that would be very different on a violin than a flute. So it was very a collaborative working process. She notes that the inspiration was from this great poet of the Tang dynasty, and that's a dynasty that lasted from, in our calendar, the early 7th century into the beginning of the 10th century. And Chen Yi's translation, it reads, 
On couch, bright moon shone, through frost on ground foamed. Raised head facing bright moon, lowered head, dreaming my home. So what does that signify to you and how is it reflected in the piece? I think it's a very introspective view of life and a lot of the Tang poetries are like that. It's very picturesque but very subtle and subdued in some ways and often it reflects one's, I wouldn't say loneliness, but solitude and missing home and feeling one's relationship with the world at large. So I think this one is similar to that. And her piece is also quite interesting because a lot of times it's not in the traditional piano trio sense that we play together, exchange voices or melodies. This was more of an individual voice, and at times it comes together. So I think it reflects that kind of solitude and reflection very well. Well, let's hear an excerpt from that. This is from... Night Thoughts, piano trio version by composer Chen Yi, performed by members of the Civitas Ensemble.
We just heard the beginning section of a piece titled Night Thoughts, and it certainly is a very introspective nocturnal piece by Chinese composer Chen Yi, arranged as a piano trio. The original included flute instead of violin by the composer, specifically for the Civitas Ensemble, and you just heard the performance from the Civitas Ensemble's new album, Jin Yin, on CD Records, and the performers there were Civitas members Yuan Ching Yu, violin, Kenneth Olson, cello, and Winston Choi, piano. And if you like what you've been hearing so far on this podcast, I should note that the album Jin Yin is available on CDRecords.org, that's C-E-D-I-L-L-E, records.org, our website, where you can purchase the album as a CD. You can also, starting on its release date, which is January 24, the eve of Chinese New Year, be available on Spotify and Apple Music and all the other streaming sites you might enjoy, including the higher-end ones such as Prime Phonic and Idagio. So I hope you'll want to check this album out. I am talking with Wan Ching Yu, violinist and one of the founders of Civitas Ensemble. And we're going to move on now to the third piece on the album, which is by Lou Pei. It's titled Scenes Through Window. This is the first recording of any kind of the piece, and yet it's another one like the last two where the instrumentation is changed from the original, again, by the composer. But in this case, it was not done expressly for the benefit of Civitas Ensemble, as was the case in Chen Yi's piece. Can you talk about how the piece evolved? I think the composer made the arrangement for another performance. And I think often, as modern contemporary composers, they write a piece and they have several versions to increase the versatility of the pieces being performed. In this case, he already had a version with violin. And Lupe is another composer that I worked with many, many years ago when he was studying and living in the States. We did several projects together, and he now is teaching in Shanghai Conservatory, my alma mater. So I reached out to him, thinking it's a really fantastic opportunity for us to be connected with professors, actually composers, actively composing in China, like Yao Chen, who is now at Beijing Conservatory, the Central Conservatory. So we have all fields covered. I should note that the piece was originally composed, including traditional Chinese instruments, the erhu and the pipa, along with piano trio. So how does the change to all Western instruments affect the sound? <laughs> I think we look at a part that the notation is interesting. They're glissandos that kind of difficult to do on the clarinet and flute. So we talked a lot about pitch bending instead of glissandos. I think the result is quite good. I should note that many of the pieces on this album, Jin Yin, and we mentioned earlier that title translates to golden tone, incorporate different musical traditions, and Lupe's Scenes Through Window is a great example, as here he combines what I hear as American minimalism with Chinese folk music. The composer actually cites rap music, saying he was inspired by hearing rap music on the radio, and that's what inspired the repetition elements in the piece, although, frankly, I hear that as a more of an American minimalism sound. But in any case, how are these different musical influences felt for both the performer and the listener? In particular with Lupe's piece or in general? Yes, in particular in, with this piece. Yeah, I think this piece, I would have to say on the CD, it's interesting. Even though we think of the CD as representing Chinese or Chinese-American composers, but all of them 
have had Western influences. So their paths have gone many different ways and converged at a point where their compositional styles keep evolving and changing depending on their influences. And I think Lu Pei's piece also, it was a representation of his years in the States and what interested him. And I think for us, it's interesting. It's almost like a little window to see a part of the composer's lives through these pieces. Well, since you asked the question whether I was asking more generally, uh, this would be a perfect time to ask how such multicultural works impact, since this has always been such a focus for Civitas Ensemble, how such multicultural works have been impacting the landscape of classical music generally in recent years. Hmm. In general, multicultural or interdisciplinary collaborations always spark some new creativity. In the case with Yao Chen, I'm sure we will talk about it later, the piece was commissioned, especially for Civitas with, or Yao Chen had Pipa in mind. So there's the crossroad where the piece was conceived and composed in a way combining the Western instrument and Chinese traditional instrument. And broadly speaking, in terms of collaborations on an interdisciplinary platform, that's something super interesting, very interesting to our group and to myself. And last year, we presented a concert on Mother's Day, actually, of all female composers and also pieces written for female figures. And I engaged a friend of mine, local, well-published author, Rachel Dubowskin, to write original poems inspired upon hearing these pieces. So she worked on these original poems, and later her collection of poems was published by University of Chicago Press. So I think it's just so interesting for many different artistic platforms to have a chance to collaborate and create something new. Well, with that in mind, let's hear an excerpt from Scenes Through Window. Is there anything more you want to say about the piece before we let people hear it? No, I think it's a funny little piece. It has a lot of different motifs, but you'll get the hang of it and probably dance with it. Well, let's hear a dance-like section then. This is from Scenes Through Window. It's with the Civitas Ensemble and guest artist Emma Gerstein on flute from Civitas's new Sadie Records album, Jin Yin. Thank you. 
We just heard a portion of a piece titled Scenes Through Window by Chinese composer Lu Pei, performed by Civitas Ensemble of Chicago with guest flutist Emma Gerstein. It's from a new album called Jin Yin, featuring the Civitas Ensemble. It is the January 2020 release for Sadie Records, and there are five pieces by five different composers on the album. And the next one is by a composer who is no stranger to Sadie Records fans. It's Vivian Fung, whose music has appeared on previous Sadie albums. And this is your chance to shine because it's a violin and piano piece. And for a change compared to what we've heard so far, this is actually in its original instrumentation. Yes, I think it's a fantastic piece. And I love Vivian's works. And I've performed piano trios and other pieces before. I think she's super creative and very authentic to her craftsmanship and her art and her heritage. She spent months in western part of China collecting the audio tradition of music because some of the western part of China, the small villages, their musical tradition are oral and not written down. So she went around different villages and with a recording with a translator and dictated a lot of those oral tradition. And I think this piece also brings a little bit of that sound because it's a lot about nature. title is Birdsong. And while there are performances of this piece to be found on YouTube, this is the piece's first professional recording, first widely released recording. What's it like for you to debut such a virtuosic piece? There's certain pressure, of course. I want the first recording to be good and up to the standard for the composer. But more, I really like the piece, so it's not hard for me to work more diligently on it and try to explore different sound. And of course, there are email exchanges with Vivian to explore how to play certain things. And Winston, of course, is a fantastic pianist, so I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Before we get to the last piece on the album by Yao Chen, who was actually at the recording sessions, I was just going to ask what your preparation working with these other composers before, obviously, the recording sessions was like. Except for Birdsong, all the other pieces we have performed before. So any kind of clarification in terms of performance notations and all that have been communicated. I think with the exception of five elements because the recording required a different setup than performance. So even at recording sessions, when Zhou Long, of course, wasn't there, I was using WeChat to text him to say, what if we put the drum here? What if we move that there? I remember that well. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of it is limited by the space, and I wanted to make sure the composer was okay with that. Yeah, I should have noted that I'm actually the producer for this album, working with the great Sadie Records engineer Bill Malone, who had the challenge of recording five pieces with five very different setups and making them all sound good on the same album and sounding consistent or relatively consistent one to the next. And I have to, as usual, take my hat off to Bill for doing such a great job of that. Yeah, you guys did a great job. And this is a lot of percussion instruments in the room and trying to make the space work and make the sound good. Hats off to you guys. Thanks for that. And of course, on the album, we tried to alternate the bigger pieces with the smaller ones. And obviously, violin and piano is the smallest instrumentation. So let's hear an excerpt from Birdsong by Chinese-Canadian composer Vivian Fung. And we're hearing members of 
Civitas Ensemble, Wan Ching Yu, Violin, and Winston Choi, Piano. We just heard an excerpt from a piece titled Bird Song by Vivian Fung, in some cases some very dramatic bird songs, I would say. <laughs> it's a very virtuosic piece for violin and piano is performed by my guest on this podcast, Civitas Ensemble founder Wan Ching Yu, along with pianist Winston Choi, of course, also of Civitas Ensemble, because this is from the new album by Civitas Ensemble, Jin Yin, or Golden Tone, the January 2020 release on Sadie Records, and as I mentioned before, you can find it on the Sadie Records website, sadierecords.org, C-E-D-I-L-L-E records.org, and wherever downloads are sold, and starting on the album release date of January 24, wherever albums are streamed, such as Spotify, Prime Phonic, Apple Music, you name it. So I hope you'll want to check out more after hearing these excerpts. Of course, this is a whole album of living composers. Why is it so important to you and Civitas to play and record works of living composers? I think it's important to all the members in the group. And 
I personally play a lot new music, including the concert series of Music Now of the Chicago Symphony. I think there is always Brahms and Bach, and those are in our sort of like a bread and butter. But working with contemporary composers, I think it's important to support their work to make sure their voice is heard and music is constantly evolving. And it's also to be part of that evolving movement of the musical scene that's super important and it's challenging in some ways because uh, composers constantly finding new ways to indicate music or produce new sound or even the way they notate on the music sometimes is a different language and i find all that very interesting and it's important work and when you as happened with this album have the opportunity to work directly and collaborate with living composers, how does that affect the work as opposed to when you're playing music by composers who are no longer with us? (laughs) Um, Often, I think when we work with composers, especially younger composers, here, of course, on the CD, we're representing composers who are well-established, and they have had a lot of experience composing, and their pieces are fantastic. And when they finish, it's playable, and it's uh, cohesive. And part of other of our work in working with contemporary living composers is to work with evolving and student composers. And CVTAS just did a project with Valparaiso University compositional students, and they wrote pieces we read together and also recorded for them. And part of the feedback was to say this was not well notated and this was not playable. And even using example of Brahms, you know, even when he was composing, he had great violinists with whom he worked closely. And I think we're doing the same thing just 200 years later. So, Wan Cheng, you mentioned in an earlier interview that the music being performed and studied in conservatories, such as in Shanghai, when you were growing up, was very traditional. And now, of course, you're releasing an album written by five contemporary Chinese composers. How have your experiences with Chinese and American musical traditions shaped your career as a performer and musician? When I was in conservatory, I think a lot of our musical traditions came from the Russian schools. My teachers violin teachers studied with Russian professors, and a lot of our standard repertoire in the conservatory was also from the Russian tradition. So Glazunov, Concerto, all that is less performed here. When I teach students or hear students perform, they play Barber Concerto, which I didn't learn until I came to the States. So one feed into each other. I'll give my student Glazunov Concerto, and I, in turn, also learned Barber Concerto as I arrived here. And the Chinese repertoire when we were growing up, when I was growing up, was part of our literature as well. So each semester we had to play jury, which consisted of Western traditional repertoire as well as Chinese pieces. But those Chinese pieces were mostly composed during the 1960s and 70s, and they were much more traditional in sound and lived by the rules of more pentatonic and folk music. So now, of course, we're transitioning into much broader And I wouldn't say that it's so noticeable in terms of listening to the CD. You would say, 
oh, this sounds like it's a composition by Chinese composer, uh, with the exception of maybe a couple movements from Zhou Long's piece. And upon hearing Pipa in Yao Chen's piece, you would say the sound, oh, I, I'm not familiar with that sound. The piano trio and Vivian Feng's piece has some Chinese element in it, but you wouldn't be able to easily decipher, say, well, this is the tradition. So I think that shaped a lot of my appreciation and my understanding of truly how the cultures merge and influence one over another. To what extent was the process on these pieces that were written or arranged specially for you, such as the piece we're about to get to, Yao Chen's Emanations of Tara, to what extent was this a collaborative process? With Yao Chen's piece, I think more so because it was specifically written for our group. So we talked a lot about ideas together. With Yao Chen, we worked on the proposal for From Foundation and then conceived the idea of, of course, composing is solely Yao Chen's. And he initially conceived the piece with a visual, like a video compilation to support the spiritual element of this piece. And actually, the premiere, we performed with a video crew and had a 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't remember if it ran through the whole length of the piece, but it's projected in the background. And I think after the premiere, Yao Chen and I, we talked a lot about this and felt like the video wasn't something that added to the music unless we worked on a separate video project, the music stands on its own much better. So now, of course, the music is played without the video, and I think it's a really good composition without the visual element of it. And that was an important distinction. You mentioned that this piece was written in its original form, specifically for Civitas Ensemble. As we noted, other pieces were rearranged to fit Civitas's instrumentation, and this would be a good time to remind people that Civitas Ensemble consists of my guest on this podcast, violinist Yuan Qingyu, who's assistant principal violin of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, Kenneth Olson, who's the Chicago Symphony's assistant principal cello, J. Laurie Bloom, who's a bass clarinet for the Chicago Symphony, and Winston Choi, who heads the piano department at Roosevelt University's Chicago College of Performing Arts. So quite a high-powered uh, group there. <laughs> And you mentioned that you worked with the different composers either in advance of public performances of their pieces or in the, the case of uh, Cho Long, actually we chatting with him during the <laughs> recording sessions. So whenever we came to a detail where somebody wasn't quite sure of what was meant in the score, we could check. Yes. Yao Chen is the one composer who was actually present for the recording session. So what was that like to uh, have him there and how did that change and hopefully improve things? Well, he was so excited that this piece was going to be recorded by CD Records, so he was beyond beside himself. And luckily, he was working on part of an opera in Chicago, so he had the project going in Chicago, and he was here for a while, and he attended all the recording sessions. At some point, I think he wanted a section to be performed faster, and he then went on conducting our sessions, so that was fun. I think that was the only recording sessions we've had that which the composer was there and conducting. And he got so excited in the middle of 
directing, conducting, he was actually tapping his foot, <laughs> uh, making noise. So we said, no, 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 you're making noise, so take off your shoes. So he took off his shoes and continued with his conducting. It added a lot of energy in the group and in the recording sessions. And of course, he can't wait for the release. I just realized this may be the first after 30 years, because Sadie Records just celebrated its 30th anniversary. After 30 years, this may be our first recording with an uncredited conductor. <laughs> and shoeless. <laughs> <laughs> and from your discussion of the album title earlier, this might also be our first album that qualifies as free advertising. <laughs> Is that company still in existence? That made, yeah. Hmm. I should research that. It's a brand that everybody knew. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still around. Oh, well, maybe we can uh, get royalty from them or something. <laughs> Great. So can you explain the concept of Tara before we discuss the different Taras, the different sections of Yao Chen's piece? Ooh, I think Tara is a figure that's, again, very spiritual. So it fits very well with our theme of the CD from the poetry and the five elements, all that, and the nature of the bird song. So I think the theme of this CD, I really am happy how it comes together in the end that was the spirituality and various styles. And Tara is represented a lot in also ancient sculptures and paintings. And you could see actually one section of representation in the art uh, institute across the street. So while we were working on the piece, I actually went there to look at these artworks a lot, statues and paintings. Quite interesting. Uh, the piece, I think, represented Tara's emanation in different colors, and you can hear it in the transition in the sound. And I should note that part of our idea in the programming was to bookend the recording with the two largest pieces, which are also the two pieces that include the traditional Chinese instrument, the pipa, stringed instrument played by Yihan Chen. Emanations of Tara is in seven sections. There's an opening introduction and a final section that's actually titled Ending. And in between are five different Taras, all represented by different colors. Mm -hmm. And each one has its own mood, of course. And there's other traditional instruments, Tibetan and Japanese singing bowls mm -hmm. incorporated into the piece as well. Yes, yes, yes. We, I didn't take part in that, but Laurie did. I think he And had I think a, Winston had the Winston other one. Winston did, yes. that's right. Yeah. Those add quite a different sound to yeah. this piece as well. Yeah. Well, I thought we could hear a section. This is right in the middle of the piece, the section titled Blue Terra, which has the indication mysterious, deepened emotion. And I think it's certainly one of the more dramatic sections of the piece. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let's hear that then. Uh, this is Blue Terra from Emanations of Terra by... Yao Chen, performed by Civitas Ensemble with guest artist, pipa player Yihan Chen.
You just heard the middle section titled Blue Tara from a piece called Emanations of Tara by Chinese composer Yao Chen from a new album called Jin Yin or Golden Tone by Civitas Ensemble of Chicago, in this case joined by master pipa player Yihan Chen. It's our January 2020 release on CD Records being released in conjunction with the Chinese New Year. Now that people have had a chance to hear parts of each of the five pieces and five different composers on the album Yuanqing, what would you like to say about the album in general and what you'd like listeners to take away from hearing it as a whole? Of course, it's only five pieces. I wish a CD can fit more and more composers that we can represent, but that's for the next project. And I'm really happy to have this opportunity to work with you, Jim, to produce these few pieces that give hopefully some idea into these composers' life and their personal experiences, how they bring new music to the musical world and how they weave their personal history into their pieces. I think each of these five pieces is composed with blood, love, and sweat. And I'm honored to be able to form and to present their pieces. And I hope they are happy with the product, and I'm sure they are. Well, since you mentioned it, what is next for you and the Civitas Ensemble? We have several projects uh, in line, and in January, after a long CSO tour, we come back at the end of the January month, January 31st, we'll present a concert celebrating Beethoven like everybody else, but we're doing Beethoven's septet and his piano trio and a quartet, each representing his three distinct compositional periods. So that's our next performance, and then, as I mentioned, I really hope to start this concert series to aid memory loss patients and their family members so that they have a place to be together and forget about their worries for an hour or an hour and a half. So these are my most immediate projects. And then we have some other collaborative projects in the workings. And finally, we'd like to end these podcasts with the question what makes Chicago's classical music scene unique? And I would ask for your perspective. You've been with the orchestra for how long now? 25 years. Wow. So from your perspective as a member of the mighty Chicago Symphony (laughs) for a quarter century, I guess I should ask not only what makes our scene special, but how it's evolved in your experience over the years. Well, I think Chicago musical scene is so lively. There are so many wonderful groups. And you can look at any night and have five conflicts of which concerts you want to go to or which play to attend. So I think the artistic scene is so vibrant and that motivates musicians and artists in general to keep producing, to be active and to be creative, to connect with one another. And I think I'm very fortunate in Chicago to be in the circle of creative, wonderful people and keep finding new projects and new ways to produce these wonderful, wonderful works. And again, thank you, Jim, for giving us the opportunity to make that come to light and have other people hear what we hear. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you so much. My guest on this Classical Chicago podcast for CD Records is violinist Yuan Ching Yu of the Civitas Ensemble and, of course, the Chicago Symphony as well. 
I'm Jim Ginsberg, founder and president of Sadie Records and producer of this really delightful album, Jin Yin. I hope you'll check it out, and thank you for listening. <laughs>